Good morning, my confident queens. It's your confidence cheerleader, Kiri, coming at you with another incredible interview from our badass mompreneurs, ready to give their best tips, tricks, and stories to finding and creating the most confident you. Let's get into it. Good afternoon, Missy. How are you? So good. How are you? I am so good. Just grateful to be here today. (laughs) Me too. So do you want to just kind of get us started out by introducing yourself, who you are, what you do, all the things? Yeah, for sure. Um, My name is Missy Allred. I am first and foremost, I'm a mom. I have two little boys. They are two and one and it's crazy and it's so fun. (laughs) Um, I married my high school sweetheart So we've been together for a really long time. I am a little bit of a DIY rookie. We bought an old house and have been fixing it up and (laughs) doing our thing that way. It's a little bit crazy. So I have a little bit of that on my page thrown in every once in a while. And then I am a coach for teens. So overwhelmed teens, teens who are big perfectionists, who just, it's never enough what they're doing. So I help them create confidence and overcome that overwhelm and just get to a place where they're really comfortable in who they are and what they're doing and feel that stress lifted. I love that so much. And we were talking just a little bit earlier. It's kind of cool, both of us being confidence coaches, but like in two different age groups and how it kind of like feeds into each other. Um, And I feel like a program like yours would have been amazing when I was a teen because I feel like that's when my my confidence really took a turn for the worst is like you know that middle school high school age and went downhill from there and I really had to build it back up so if they can just like maintain that confidence and even grow it throughout their teen years they're going to be so much better off because of it yeah exactly that's such a huge part of why I do what I do is because like what a difference that would make if you didn't lose it through those years and then trying to find it again as an adult. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I love what you're doing. Um, so do you just kind of want to let me know what confidence means to you? Cause I think for every person, it's just a little bit different. So when you're working with your team clients, what are you trying to instill in them? Like confidence wise. Okay. I, I think kind of two big things with confidence, I think there's a level of resilience and a level of growth within confidence. And that's what I want to, to really instill in them. Like, yes, like I would love for them to be able to look in the mirror and just love the way they look and love who they are. But I think there's so confidence goes so much deeper and I want them to see that. So I want them to be, be confident in, in what they're able to accomplish and know that that they can figure it out, that everything is figure outable, that when they get to the hard spots, because they're going to come in whatever way they come in life, that they know that they're going to be able to push through and that eventually they're going to get through it, that they'll be able to figure out whatever it is they have going on, you know, whether that's, they have a really hard math class this year, or, you know, maybe it looks like something completely different, like a family thing or, you know, like a personal, like struggling with mental health or something like that. Like just knowing that they can get, that they're going to be able to get through it. 
that they're going to make it to the other side. I think that's a huge part of confidence is just knowing that. And then kind of that other, that other half of, of growth and knowing that like they're wonderful the way they are. They are so, they have so much worth, but that doesn't mean that you need to stay stagnant either. And that you love yourself enough to keep going and to keep growing and to learn more. Like I look at myself, like even two years ago, you know, I don't want to be the same person I was two years ago, but that doesn't mean that two years ago, me was anything less than what I am now. Does that make sense? Yeah. Two years ago, you wasn't bad, but there was more growth to be had from that. Yeah. And like, do we really want to stay the same person? you know, when we're, when we're 16 and then when we're 60, like obviously not, (laughs) you know, there's always growth that needs to happen. So loving yourself too enough to, to grow, to know that you're worthy of growth and change and being more. Yeah. I love that. And I think you really like hit the nail on the head when you said like most people, when they think of confidence, it's like that outward kind of appearance type thing. And like just loving the person that they see in the mirror. But I do think confidence goes so much deeper than that. And it really impacts every single area of our life. Absolutely. I think that there's, there's a lot of problems that people have that keep them stuck in a lot of different ways. But I think so much of it comes down to, are they confident in their abilities, their ability to, to keep going. And like I said, to figure it out, like maybe for us, it's being stuck in our business Mm-hmm. And really like, I don't know how to run Facebook ads or whatever it is, but I know I can figure it out. And like, that is such a big part of confidence to me. Absolutely. Everything's figure outable. <laughs> That's awesome. So why did you specifically choose to focus on like building confident mindsets with teens? Um, <laughs> short story or long story. <laughs> <laughs> Either one, whatever um, you want to give us kind of a lot of different things. We briefly touched on it earlier where like what would happen if we didn't lose that confidence in our teen years? Like how different would the world be in 10, 20, 30 years when these teens now are grown up and they're adults and they're doing all these different things all over the place? Like how different is the world going to be? How different is their life going to be if they don't have to fight for that in their 20s and 30s? And then like along with that, what are they going to be able to teach their kids? Because they figured it out when they were teenagers, when it is that really hard time, when there's so many other things going on, like just the hormones, you know, like that just adds this extra level of difficulty to them. But what are they going to be able to teach their kids if they figure it out earlier? That's a huge part of it. But most of it's really personal where I struggled so much as a teenager and I just want to be the thing I needed when I was 16 and in such a hard place. Um, so much of what I've, what I've done, like I got my bachelor's degree in psychology cause I was going to be a therapist mm-hmm. and then, you know, life happened. I had kids. <laughs> um, so this is kind of like my way of still finishing, like what I really wanted to do and to give back to the people who, who helped me get through those teen years and who taught me the mindset things that, that I needed. And then to keep, you know, growing on, on my own path and figuring out more tools and to be able to share those. Cause what a difference it would have made in my life. 
Absolutely. And I think honestly, like 90% of especially women, if we look back, there's like a certain age or time, like we can pinpoint that we're like, oh yeah, that's the turning point when, you know, I went from this like super confident kid to this really angsty, like, don't know who I am kind of teen. And so I definitely think, you know, if I, I, I just turned 26 this year. So I, on my birthday, I, I wrote a letter to my 16 year old self, like looking back and like telling myself all the things that I wish I would have known, you know, going into my 16 year old year. So. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. I, I love that you focus on that. Cause like I said, I think it's super important. So how can we, as like parents of young children or teens um, really work to help our kids build their own personal confidence. Oh, I love this. Um, I think very, very first step, you have to understand how your brain works. You have to understand that to be able to really get like where not only are you coming from, but where your kids coming from. Um, Our brains try and keep us safe. And that's why change is so hard because our brain thinks that any kind of, any kind of change is different, is any kind of change is, is scary. It's, it's dangerous. So it says, nope, stay where you are. Even if where you are is not a good place. It's that fear of the unknown where maybe you're in a bad situation in whatever way that comes up, but you know, what's going on. And so your brain says, oh, that's safe. And so that's why change is so, so difficult for us. Um, So just understanding that is a huge, is a huge piece. And then our brain finds proof to back up our thoughts and beliefs. And so it makes us believe something to be more true. So we find, you know, if, if you think, I don't know, like, let's just take confidence. Like, cause that's what we're talking about. Like yeah. if I believe I am not confident, my brain is going to find every piece of information that proves that thought true. Mm-hmm. And so then it, it makes that thought more and more permanent. It makes it more and more true. It like grows that belief. And so it's so hard to change people's minds and it's so hard to see anything else because that's what our brain is just looking for all the time. So we have to retrain it. So Knowing that parents can start helping their their teens and, and their kids and themselves find the proof that proves the opposite. So maybe their school is not their forte, but they are amazing at sports and they have the confidence in that think, right? Mm-hmm. Where can they find the proof? Like, Kate, you, you did it here. Like, look at all these times you have been confident. Look at all these times where you were sure of yourself. Look at all these times where you, you figured it out, you kept going and you made it through. And when we can start finding that proof, our brain can kind of find that in other areas too, where yes, yeah, school is maybe not my thing, but I did really good on this test. I worked really hard and I got a grade I'm really happy with, you know, and just start finding those things that prove the thoughts you want to think true, because then our brain attaches to that. And then it automatically finds that proof. Mm-hmm. And our thoughts are so powerful where if we start believing that it becomes true. 
um, that, that would be the first piece is just really find, find the proof for your brain. And then holding space for their emotions and learning how they process things and when they need space, when they need you, when you, they just need a hug, when they need to go off and be in their room, but also recognizing like, like with a toddler, I have toddlers. So, you know, that's what I think of <laughs> with a toddler when they're like screaming and throw like banging their head on the ground. Like that's probably not the best time to be like teaching moment of this is why you're upset. You know, like let them calm down. Like we all have meltdowns in our own way. Like let them have their space first and then, and then hold that space for space for them to be able to to process and to talk through, okay, like what, what happened? You know, what were the thoughts that got you to this point? Was it, you did terrible on a test and you're just not happy with it. And then what are you, what are they making that mean about themselves? Are they making, I didn't do well in this test mean that I'm a failure that I will never succeed in life, that everything is downhill from here. Like what, what are they making that mean? And just starting to recognize and ask them about their thought patterns you just, you just start understanding them more and then they understand themselves. Cause probably they haven't, I know at 16, I wasn't thinking like, Oh, like, that's really interesting. This is where my thoughts were going from <laughs> yeah. just from this. Like we, we go to like these extremes, this all or nothing of like, I failed this test. Therefore my life is a failure. <laughs> like, yeah. and I will never have a good career, you know, whatever it is. Like we just, we spiral. Yeah. So taking that time to just really talk to them when, when they have the emotional capacity to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then third thing I would say is practicing on their own. Like make sure you are able to, you're processing your emotions. You're not just numbing with social media. Make sure you're finding that proof of whatever thoughts you need to believe are true. And just recognizing the way your brain works and start recognizing their patterns. Because if you can, if you can train your brain, it's a lot easier to to teach and help and connect when, when you're in a good mental place to do so. That makes so much sense. And I think we always come back to that old, like teenage, my parents don't understand me type thing. (laughs) So if you understand yourself and you take the time to get to know them and like help them process that, I think that's so much smoother I also think it's really hard because sometimes as parents, we, we discount our children's experiences and like how they're processing things like, yeah. oh, you, you failed a test, but it's not the end of the world. Like that's our, our track, but to them, it could be that downhill spiral from there, you know? So I, yeah, I think where, where are thoughts going? And that's why that's so important. So I think it's important for us not to discount our children's feelings about things just because they're handling it in a different way that we would. Yeah. And that's, that's with any age that's with your mom, you know, (laughs) like (laughs) that goes for everybody of like recognizing that no one thinks the same way as you do. And it's so much easier to see things from a logical point of view when you're not in the middle of it. And then like with your teens, like take a step back and remember how hard it was to be a teenager. Cause I think we forget, like we finally get out of that. You know, there's, there's so much science in the brain that way of like just different things going on. And there's, there's a lot going on and just remembering how hard it was and how many times as a teenager, 
where you, you know, you're acting crazy and being emotional and ridiculous. Like, you know, that in your head and it's still <laughs> happening, like, and how frustrating that was. And just, just remembering that, like, it was so hard. Give them some grace. They're doing the best they can. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think it's super important too, like you said, that obviously I see it from the other side because I help specifically for like moms and mompreneurs build their confidence mindsets. But I think it's so critically important that we focus on our own like mental health and confidence before we can help our children with it, just like you said. So I do think it's definitely that combination of working on yourself while also trying to help somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, yeah, I 100% agree with everything you said. And I was definitely that like perfectionist, like (laughs) it's throughout my teen years where I was like, you know, student council, four different sports and like perfect grades, all of those things. And then I hit college and it was like, I didn't know what to do with myself and I wasn't succeeding and like this huge downward spiral from there. So what like tips, tricks, or tools would you give to a teen or a parent of a teen who struggles with like perfectionism? Um, okay. So I talk a lot about all or nothing thinking with my clients because I find it's like the thing that keeps people stuck the most is they go to these, to these extremes of it has to be perfect. But then the the problem is like this, uh, thinking that everything needs to be perfect means you never, you never start something or you never finish anything or like, so then you're, you're just setting yourself up to fail because nothing's actually like going out into the world. Right. Or you're just hurting your own mental health, (laughs) just thinking that it has to be, it has to be perfect. And so honestly, just starting with recognizing like, oh, like this is, this is that thinking coming up. This is, um, this is a place I'm getting stuck. This is where this thinking, you know, maybe it comes up in school a ton, or maybe it comes up with, I don't know, maybe you're a dancer or something and you just feel like it's never enough or whatever it is, you know, just starting to recognize is so huge because it's really hard to change anything if you don't know that there's a problem or where that problem is. So recognizing is first. And then one of my favorite things that I do with my clients is I use good, better, best. So let's say it's practicing the piano. You know, you're supposed to practice the piano 30 minutes, Monday through Friday, but Tuesday got really crazy. And so you only practiced 10 minutes. And so therefore you failed because you didn't do your full 30 minutes and it was all for nothing. Like, no, that doesn't make sense. And if it was anybody else, you would be like, no, like you still got 10 minutes in. Right. But when it's with us, it's so much harder to think that way. So I use, (laughs) absolutely. So I use like good, better, best. So like good, good, better, best choices. So like the best choice would be spending that 30 minutes and practicing the full 30 minutes, but knowing that good, better, best, better, (laughs) better would be, maybe I can only spend 15 minutes and like, I'm still spending 15 minutes. That would be not, not the best choice, but a better choice. And maybe 
it's absolutely crazy. And I'm just fitting it into the cracks of my day. And I spend 10 minutes practicing. And that's, that's my good, better, best, but I'm being very intentional about this is the choice I'm making. I'm going to choose a good choice and I'm going to still spend 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And it just, it takes away that, like giving it levels takes away that, that having to, to be perfect, having to go above and beyond all the time. That and all or nothing. You know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it gives you like a, I'm still choosing this and this is an intentional choice I made beforehand. And so it still feels like, like you're accomplishing something, even if it wasn't like the above and beyond, like ideal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a great, great tool, I think to use. Cause yeah, I, I definitely was always one of those. I either I'm all in or I completely failed and I'm learning as an adult, you know, it's not always black and white and there's lots of gray areas in between there. So it's just like making intentional decisions throughout your day that are going to lead you eventually to the results that you want to get. Yeah. Like an intentional could be, I am intentionally going to sit on my phone and scroll through social media for 15 minutes because I need a minute and that's okay. But like recognizing it as an intentional choice because of to help me do whatever it is, you know, Mm -hmm. that it makes such a big difference. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. So what is like something that you do every single day to increase your own personal confidence in yourself and your business and, you know, your, your, you know, role as a mom too? Um, affirmations have been a huge tool for me. I, I love affirmations so much and they've kind of evolved as I've gotten better at them and I felt more comfortable with them. So right now my, my habit is every morning I write down a bunch of affirmations. It kind of depends on the number each day, but I do it based on what I have that day, what I have going on, maybe how the day before went. If it was a rough mom day yesterday, I'm probably going to use something like I am exactly the mom my kids need or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, if I have coaching clients, I'm going to use something that helps with that. If I know I'm launching a new program, I use an affirmation that will get me in that mindset. Um, yeah, like it, it just totally depends on the day, but I, I use them based on what I need for that day to set intentions for that day so that I'm mentally prepared for, for what I have going on and to get me in the right mindset. Yeah, that's a great, great, um, tool, I think, cause I, I, I do affirmations, but I've never thought about like setting them intentionally for the things that I have going on that day. That's a great, great way to use it. Well, and I personally, so my son is going to be turning four in October and I have been doing affirmations with him so he says the same you know five affirmations every single day and so that's definitely a tool that I use for myself and my son too so yeah I love using it with my kids and it's like extra cute coming from them (laughs) (laughs) when they're that little yeah for sure that's great well I really appreciated this conversation I think it's super helpful um is there any last things that you want to put out there do you have any programs up that we can do and where can we find you okay um I guess just like one last thing like just start and keep it simple like 
There's so many different things you can do to help your mindset, to grow your confidence. There's a million resources out there, but start with like one thing that sounds fun. That sounds that, that feels like something that you, you can actually accomplish that you'll be able to do every day or every week or whatever it is, but just start and keep it simple. And you can always add from there. That would kind of be like my last little, little nugget in there. Just, just start. Yes. Um, you can find me. I'm mostly on Instagram. I have a Facebook and a TikTok too, but I'm not on there quite as much. So Instagram is mostly where I hang out. I'm at the Missy Allred on every platform. Um, I have a couple one-on-one spots open for teens right now. We meet weekly. I coach over Voxer. There's a bunch of extra bonuses in there. And then next week, my group coaching program starts. It's called Confidence Academy for Teens. And it's eight weeks of um, like podcasts and worksheets and group coaching calls every week and just a few extra little things to help gain that confidence and give you the tools to be able to, to go out and do it yourself where you don't always need someone to be helping you, but you have the tools to keep going after the program's over. That's awesome. That's so cool. What a great program. So um, for those programs, is it better for the teens reach out to you directly parents reach out to you what's the best way to go about that either way I mostly talk to parents just because they're kind of the ones that like encourage the the transaction right (laughs) (laughs) on the more like technical business side but either way is totally fine but one big thing is I teens and parents both have to be on board that that's really important to me partly just because they're minors but just making sure that both want this and are all in yeah That definitely makes sense. Well, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Wow. Wasn't that a great conversation? I want to thank our guests so much for being here. If you guys found value in this conversation, please like, share, and make sure to follow our guest and me on Instagram and at our websites. And if you are interested in confidence coaching with me and doing some one-on-one, you can go reach out to me on The Confident Mompreneur on Instagram or at theconfidentmompreneur.com. Thank you so much for being here. See you next time.